Hello, and welcome to the Church Can Happen Anywhere podcast. I'm Chris Roof, the lead pastor at Peace Tree. We are still playing a bit of catch up with some of our summer movie series sermons that have been preached over the last few weeks. And so today, I have for you a sermon that I preached on June the 26th. We were at the end of the month of June, looking ahead to the start of July, the release of a new animated film for families in Minions, The Rise of Gru, and also at a point in the news cycle where some advice was going to come into play. Some advice from the book of James, some basic rules for life and how to interact with our neighbors. And so that's what I bring to you today in this message. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you'll share your thoughts, your questions, your reflections with me. You can always email me at chris at peacetree.church. But right now, let's take a listen to that message from June the 26, 2022. With the new Minions movie coming out later this week, I know some parents are, are maybe dreading the fact that there's a new Minions movie coming out later this week. I wanted to find a clip from the Despicable Me movie franchise that might have a lesson for us so that we could connect it with Scripture and it can come uh, more alive for us today. And I found one from the original Despicable Me movie that highlights a lesson from James 1 verses 19 through 27. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read that passage first from the book of James, and then we're going to watch the clip, and then we're going to try to break both of those things down, okay? So first, let me read for for us James 1 verses 19 through 27. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans, and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Moviegoers and parents uh, might remember this clip now that we're going to watch from Despicable Me. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Keep in mind what Miss Karen just spoke with our kids about, about house rules. And so, uh, Harry, when you get a chance, let's go ahead and uh, click on that now. As you can see, I have provided everything a child might need. All right. Uh, okay. As I was saying... Hey! Oh! Somebody broke that. Okay. Okay. Clearly, we need to set some rules. Rule number one. You will not touch anything. Uh-huh. What about the floor? Yes, you may touch the floor. What about the air? Yes, you may touch the air. What about this? Ah! Where did you get that? Found it. Okay, rule number two, you will not bother me while I'm working. Rule number three, you will not cry, or whine, or laugh, or giggle, or sneeze, or burp, or fart. So, no, no, no annoying sounds, right? Does this count as annoying? Very. <sighs> I will see you in six hours. Okay, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be really happy here. Right, Agnes? I'll tell you this. I think I'm setting myself up uh, later for disappointment or frustration because my nine-month-old when she's staring at me, I'll take her hands and I'll have her slap me and I'll make those sounds like, like she did. Uh, but maybe it's teaching her it's okay to slap daddy in the face. I don't know. Uh, so you might remember that clip, but this is the thing because this movie series has kind of taken a life of its own. I don't know how many memes I've seen in a given day uh, that, you know, your crazy aunt will post with a minion in it, Right. Uh, that's, they've kind of taken a life of their own with the minions, but this first movie was less about them, the, the little minions, the little yellow creatures that roam around the house. And it was more about Gru's relationship with his three adopted daughters, Margot, Edith, and Agnes. At the start of the movie, these three sisters, they live in an orphanage, and they're tasked with selling cookies door to door when they come across Gru's spooky looking house. And initially, the girls serve a role in Gru's evil genius plans, but he soon learns about the awesome responsibility and privilege that comes with becoming a parent. And they all learn to love one another, and they do become a real family. The final verse from our passage today is the mission verse for Rio Bravo Ministries. If you've heard Catherine Burris share a uh, faith witness before, you'll know that she has uh, read that aloud. I'm very thankful that we've got uh, several folks from our church that will be going to Rio Bravo this October. And I can't help but think about uh, that place, the families that are formed in that orphanage in Reynosa, Mexico of the love that a house parent can have for the children that they raise, children that are not related to them by blood or by marriage, but they become their kids. 
the responsibility that we have as Christians. I think about this, to care for widows and for orphans. We see it right there in James chapter 1. And this is what James calls true religion. Reaching out to the homeless, to the loveless, to those in distress. Guarding ourselves against godlessness and corruption in the world. James is concerned about action, about being doers of the word. But he has some helpful reminders for us that I hope that you will carry with yourselves this week. First is this. At the very beginning of what we've read, we, we read about anger. And so I think he's trying to tell us to not confuse human anger for righteous, godly anger. Don't forget, Jesus became angry when he was in the temple, out in the courtyard, flipping tables. I think God was angry when his son was crucified and the veil was torn in two. There is such a thing as righteous anger But James is telling us not to confuse human anger with righteous anger. And if you've ever thought to yourself, I just want to read a bunch of angry comments today. I want to see a bunch of angry people. All you have to do, you know, turn on the news, get on a social media site like Twitter or Facebook, and start going through the comment section, right? It's easy to find angry people, isn't it? If you wanted to find angry people, if you wanted to upset somebody yourself, this is what you could do. You could write a very lengthy, opinionated post about gun laws, about Roe versus Wade, about gas prices, about the January 6th hearings, about inflation, or about the midterm elections. If you did that, I guarantee you, you will see some angry comments on your post. Do you agree? It is easy to find human anger out in the world. And while I fully support a person's First Amendment right to free speech, I would advise that person to look to James' words In chapter 1, especially at verse 19, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Can you repeat that after me? Be quick to listen. We got to do, we got to redo that. You have to listen, uh, right? Listen to what I'm saying here. (laughs) Let's try it one more time. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to anger. Now, if we could just repeat that to ourselves each morning when we wake up, each night before we go to bed, every time we're on these, every time we're sitting at our computer, and you think, you know, I bet if I shared my opinion, it would change their mind. (laughs) All they need to do is listen to what I have to say, and it would change their mind. 
And they'd be like, you know what, Chris, you're right. I'm going to totally disregard everything that I said earlier in my original post. And I'm, not, I'm no longer angry. No. It would start a fight. People have lost friends over less. And that is sad to me. And so I would advise my friends and my family to be quick to listen, to be slow to speak, and to be slow to anger. With all that is happening in the world right now, I believe that God is still speaking to us. He is trying to get through to us. And the question we must ask ourselves is, are we listening for God's voice? Are we listening for it? Are we tuning in to what God has to say to us? If we are listening, then we'll know that God grieves. God grieves for this world. And so we should be grieving for what God is grieving. We should also know that God celebrates with us. God wants us to be filled with joy. We spent a whole series talking about joy. And so we should be joyful. We should be thankful for the things that bring God joy. And then we should also become angry with the powers that be, with the powers of this world, when it is a righteous anger. When we know that this stems from God's frustrations and not from our own. That our anger is righteous because God is angry and not because we are and we are now trying to mold God onto our own beliefs. Do you see the difference there? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? We must grieve for what God grieves. We must be happy for what brings joy to God. And we must become angry for the things that upset our Lord. But let us not confuse human anger with righteous anger. And here's something else that I believe James wants us to remember. It is not enough to simply hear the word. We must also do what it says. This is what our children just learned a few moments ago. He's telling us to not just listen one moment and then quickly forget. I was talking with somebody this past week. I believe it was uh, at annual conference. I was sitting around with some pastors and talking about just the realities of, of this job, of this vocation, this calling. And, and I shared with them, you know, well, how much time do you spend with face-to-face you know, face -face ministry? How much time do you spend out in the community? How much time do you spend writing your sermon? Because I, I know some pastors that spend a lot of time writing sermons. And I was honest. And, 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 and maybe you would say, we've noticed you don't spend a lot of time writing your sermons. But the truth of the matter is... Uh, we have, we have a short memory sometimes, don't we? We have short attention spans sometimes. I would much rather spend hours with you playing pickleball 
having coffee, grabbing lunch, counseling a couple in my office, or at a Panera Bread in South Haven, going to a pool party at a church member's home, rehearsing music with the worship team. I'd much rather do that than put together notes for a sermon that I don't know if anybody's going to remember it a week from now. And, and the friend I was spo- speaking to said, yeah, you hope that they just remember something that they can take with them into the next week. I said, or just to lunch. I hope they'll take it with them to lunch and have a conversation then. We must not just hear the word and forget it. We must act on it. And so for us, that means to study what Christ has taught us. We have it right here. And then to live it out. So there's one commentator I read this past week uh, from the voice paraphrase. And this is what he wrote. For James, the only good religion is religion lived out every day. So not just on Sundays, not just at weddings or funerals, not just at baptisms, not when the preacher's looking at us or when our neighbors are looking at us. The only good religion is religion lived out every day. And here's the thing, friends, by practicing our religion, we will be blessed by it. We will. James tells us this. We see it true for generations upon generations, spanning back thousands of years. When we practice what we believe, when we practice what we are taught, when we don't just live biblical lives, but when we live Christ-like lives, we will be blessed. Guru gave his daughters some ground rules for living in his house. Our Heavenly Father not only gave us rules, one uh, acronym I've heard for B-I-B-L-E is basic instructions before leaving earth. Not only were we given some rules, but more importantly, we were given an example for how to live out God's good and perfect law of freedom. And that example was Jesus Christ. So live Christ-like lives, friends. Consider your actions this week. Be quick to listen. You want to say that again with me? Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. And once you have dedicated yourself to study and prayer and reflection, and you are certain that you have heard the word of God, then put your faith into action. Love God by loving others. By reaching out to the homeless and the loveless in this world. By caring for widows and orphans. By not doing harm to others. With your online comments with your nonverbal communication, your body language, or even your face-to-face interaction, to not cause harm, but to do good, to stay in love with God, and to guard yourself against the sin and the wickedness of this world. That is my prayer for you. That is the one thing I hope you'll remember. By the time you make it to lunch or to the, the youth and kids' pool party, 
So that maybe by this time next week, you'll tell me, well, James 1, 19 through 27 made a difference in the way I carried myself this week. And I'm thankful for those words, and I'm thankful for his example, and I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit living within me so that I might live out my faith. I might practice my religion each and every day and be blessed by it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Church can happen anywhere, and I hope that you will be the church wherever you go this week, that you will be ambassadors for Jesus, that you will live out the rules that we have discussed from James, that you would be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, to show love to every person that you encounter this week. I hope that you'll connect with us somehow, some way. If you live in the Memphis area, especially during these summer months when people are traveling uh, and you're in town, then come find us at Trivia at Mellow Mushroom on Monday nights. We play pickup basketball Wednesday nights in our gym. There's pickleball on Monday and Wednesday mornings. Uh, And we're looking ahead now to the fall for uh, some community events, Bible studies starting back up with Dr. Durbin, lots of things that we have in the works. Reach out to us. Uh, office at peacetree.church. You can reach out to me, Chris, at peacetree.church. Visit our website. Follow us on social media. You can look for the links in the podcast description uh, for this episode. But again, I hope that you will uh, search us out if you live close by. If not, continue to check in with us every week as we upload these podcast episodes and these messages, especially during these summer months. Remember that church can happen anywhere. We thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already uh, followed us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or whatever your podcast of choice is, I hope you'll consider subscribing. Tell your friends about us. Stay safe. Take care. God bless you. And we'll see you soon.